Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We are at war with Iran because Iran is at war with us. It's not because I want it. It's not because I desire it. It's not because I'm a warmonger or any other nonsense, garbage, bullcrap positioning. It's because it's real. I have got three dead. I have got 25 injured at this attack on a base, a Jordanian base near the Syrian border. The people on the other side of this coin of uh, we're at war will say to me, yes, because the problem is we have American troops there to begin with. If we had no American troops there, we would not be at war. I will break this down as to why that is an improper response, although an acceptable question. This is where nobody's going. They're so busy engaged in the fiefdoms trying to prove their political bona fides and, of course, their loyalties. They're not asking the right question. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the number that you get to be a part of the show. Again, TonyKatz.com for everything else. And for those of you watching the live stream, leave your comments. Happy to talk to you. This is not the first attack on the U.S. from Iran. Remember, Hamas is Iran. Hezbollah is Iran. Uh, The Houthi rebels, uh, that's Iran. They have been in constant states of attacking U.S. troops and U.S. interests all over the area. There have been scores of attacks, so much so that when soldiers, U.S. soldiers, were told to get traumatic brain injuries, I've got people like John Kirby, National Security Coordinator, or the spokesman for the National Security uh, Council, uh, downplaying it. Uh, it's just a, just a, you know, a traumatic brain injury. No big whoop. No big whoop at all. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big whoop. It's a, it's a massive whoop. You have soldiers that are getting injured, U.S. soldiers. The argument of should they be there or not can happen. The argument of whether or not they're getting injured is not an argument. It's factual. The question is, do you respond? The Biden administration is in no way prepared to respond at all. It is obvious and it is clear that response is not what they do. The president, Joe Biden, you've seen pictures, said we shall respond. I don't know what shall respond actually means. But I must admit, I am absolutely stunned that there's even a question about whether or not there should be a response. There are those who will say that the idea of pushing immediately to war is nonsense. Of course, you have Senator Lindsey Graham saying that we should hit back and hit hard. You have Senator John Cornyn of Texas saying the same. And then you have statements from Tucker Carlson, who called two senators, this is reported by Politico, who pushed for swift U.S. military response against Iran after the attack, blank, not blank, blanking lunatics. That's how Tucker referred uh, to them. I know there are a lot of people who want to side 
with Tucker on this conversation, like they side with Tucker, when it comes to uh, Ukraine. I think Tucker's wrong. You see, the, 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 the right question, I think a valuable question is, why are we there to begin with? If we weren't there, we wouldn't be attacked. That is possible. Possible. But now I, I take you to Israel, and I take you to the attack on, on, on October 7th, and I ask you, would the United States as an ally be there to help Israel in this fight against Hamas, which is a fight against Iran? If you say to me we shouldn't be, well, we have a very large disagreement, because of course we should be. Without question, we should be. If you ask me, should the United States be there to help Ukraine against Russia, the answer is absolutely we should be. <gasps> Tony's not a real conservative. Look at what he said. Calm yourself down, please. We should send bullets. We should send tanks. A troop? No, 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 no. I'm on record, kitten. No fly zones? No, thank you. Getting us engaged? Uh, no, 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 no. Ukraine is a part of NATO, I'm going to take a pass. Because Ukraine is part of NATO, gives us an Article 5 kind of conversation, attack on one is an attack on all. So I'm going to let Ukraine drag me into a war? Absolutely not. We have too many members of NATO as it is. Remind me to get into where Trump is on NATO and something he said and something I, I, I disagree with, if only because history proves itself. We shouldn't be there to begin with is a conversation. And one could decide it is the foreign policy of a nation. The question is, are we prepared for what comes next? Do we accept what comes next if we are not there? So we have, for example, the Houthi rebels who have long been involved in a proxy war against Saudi Arabia in the civil war in Yemen, trying to dictate control of the seas, whether it be the Red Sea, whether it be the Gulf of Aden, whether it be the Gulf of Oman, whether it be uh, the entirety of, of the Persian Gulf, the Straits of Hormuz, engaging rocket attacks, never mind against Israel, go rocket attacks against U.S. ships and hijacking ships, taking people prisoner. Do we allow the Houthi rebels, fully funded by Iran, to control the seas? Or do we blow them out of the water so that shipping can occur so you can get your goods at a reasonable price? Groups like Maersk, massive shipping concerns, M-A-E-R-S-K, used to charge $2,400 for a shipping container. Now they're charging 10000 because they have to reroute everything because the, the seas are not safe. My question is, should the United States be involved in keeping the seas safe? I argue yes. It's better for all of us if they do. Well, if we, didn't, if we weren't doing that, Tony, we'd be spending less money in the military, and, and therefore uh, you, you'd probably pay less in taxes. First of all, please. Did you just say the federal government's going to have me paying less in taxes? When the Democrats win, do we pay less in taxes? Thank you for understanding the madness of that conversation. But what about the general idea of not being able to get goods? Not being able to get things shipped? The same thing is true if you allow China hegemony in the South China Sea or in the Yellow Sea? 
If you allow China to have full control of the seas through domination of whether it be Taiwan, the Philippines, or anywhere else, how do you get the goods from point A to point B? Now you want to be able to, well, apply the pressure to keep the seas safe and free and the flow of trade. You're going to need to have assets in places, and that's going to involve relationships and possibly, possibly some foreign entanglements. Now, I get the constitutional warning there. I get the founding fathers warning there. I don't think it should be dismissed. As a matter of fact, I think it should be taken rather seriously. But I am discussing a reality of today's society. If, if, if we could uh, send uh, vessels to deal with the Barbary pirates. It was the Barbary pirates, wasn't it? Don't I, don't I have that right? Clearly, we should be people taking a look at how do we ensure that goods get through the Red Sea, get through the Suez Canal, get through the Mediterranean, get through the Straits of Hormuz. How do you do that without assets in the area? So maybe the conversation is we don't need necessarily every asset in every area, but we need some assets in some areas, which still, for a fair amount of people on today's right, would be seen as heresy. Allow me. They're wrong. They're wrong. That is not a warmongering posture. As a matter of fact, I believe it is the opposite. It is to discourage. Remember that deterrence is an actual thing. Our problem is that under Joe Biden's deterrence doesn't work a good holy damn. And we've got so much proof of it now in so many places. Can we discuss the fact that leadership actually does mean something and strength is something that is perceived? Because the argument of, you know, this crap doesn't happen if Donald Trump is president. Yeah. This crap doesn't happen if Donald Trump is president. I, this is not. This is so not a debatable subject. This is it. This is exactly the conversation going on. Bar stools across the country, barber shops across the country, you PTAs across the country. This stuff doesn't happen if Trump is president. Fact. That means a projection of strength matters. But the projection of strength has to be accompanied with the actual willingness to do the thing. You can't just say you're going to be strong. You actually might have to do. This is where I believe that that you know to the extent that I to the extent that I am properly understanding, let's say Tucker Carlson's position, I disagree. Because Tucker might be saying, "Look, I don't think we have to do this. I don't think we'll do this. We don't have to get in here. We don't have to get in this war here. We don't have to do this." But every now and again, if the moment occurs, you might actually have to do something. Like that might be his his argument after some some conversation. In which case, we would agree uh, more than 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 I thought. You kill three U.S. soldiers, three U.S. service members, and nothing happens. Sorry. That is not perceived as strength. You see, we might think of it as keeping one's cool. Oh, we didn't get overexcited. Oh, we're not going to go overboard. Oh, we're going to show those restraint. That's how we see it as a Western society. That's not how they see it. To understand the issue is to understand that as societies, we are very, very different. Culturally, we are different. And the connection points are near nil. 
We don't see the world the same. We don't see the attitudes the same. We don't see the desires the same. What some might view as coolness and calmness and rationale, they view as weakness and are willing to do it again. As Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army, has explained uh, more than once, uh, the, the Iranians only understand a punch to the face, and then they stop and understand. We're talking about the mullahs, the hardliners, and the clerics. We're talking about the Ayatollah. We're not talking about the people. The people who are Persians, they want to drink coffee and engage in trade. They want to live free. They don't want this crap, this garbage that's thrust upon them for years now, for decades now, because of the Ayatollah. They'd be much happier if the Ayatollah was gone. And certainly, Iran would not be so free to make these maneuvers if Joe Biden had not tried to bring them back into the JCPOA, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, had not engaged in any relief of sanctions. To Trump's credit, the conversation of the sanctions were working, had them on the ropes, had them in, in a vulnerable position. This is all accurate. But here we are now, not in the world we wish we had, but in the world we have. You know, it's Donald Rumsfeld. You don't go to war with the army you wish you had. You go to war with the army you have. We've been attacked by Iran repeatedly. Troops have been injured and three have been killed. The question before us is what do we do now? And if you tell me nothing, I'm sorry. That's not acceptable. Try again. If you want to do something, you're a warmonger. Kiss off. Try again. I am not a warmonger. I did not start a fight with Iran. Iran started a fight with us. Well, Tony, being in these places, that did not start a fight with Iran. Grow up. Iran hated us from the beginning. Iran's entire philosophy is that we are the great Satan. Of course, Israel's the little Satan, and we must be destroyed. They wanted the fight. All they looked for was a reason to have the fight. My existence was the reason. Your existence was the reason. And now they see a leader, Joe Biden, <laughs> leader, who is not willing to stand up, not willing to fight. So what do they see? They see opportunity. That's what they see. They see opportunity. What do they see from this White House? Nothing to fear, but rather, my God, I don't know if you heard this or not, and I'm telling you right now, uh, remain calm. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre on, uh, I think it was MSNBC, talking about those three dead service members. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. I don't know what she said, but the incompetence of Corinne Jean Pierre can be absolutely a direct line to the incompetence of this administration, and there'll be no response. Well, there hasn't been a response yet. The weakness begets the problem. And while there's absolutely a debate that can happen about whether or not we should have troops here, troops there, of course. Three dead Americans. What's our plan? 
probably the same plan when Americans were taken hostage and killed by Hamas. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm Tony Katz. I guess Amazon did not like the iRobot. Roomba is going to lay off 31% of its staff. That's um, it's a fair amount of people, a kitten. Uh, they're uh, going to call off the acquisition. There's no path to regulatory approval. Why not? Wait, why was there no path to regulatory what does the federal government have against uh, robot vacuum cleaners? The deal was originally valued at $1.7 billion. But there started to be regulatory issues. It drove down the price, and now, now it's gone. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Hold on. Let me, let me bring that back right there. I don't, I don't understand. They're laying off 31% of its employees, which is about 350 people. The CEO, Colin Angle, is going to step down immediately. So the European Commission, that's how it's uh, being reported right there. The European Commission, which is the executive body of the EU, which is just super Orwellian creepy, they launched a probe saying the deal could result in Amazon hindering iRobot rivals from competing on Amazon's online marketplace. See, what I thought was weird was that the data that was coming from uh, iRobot, from your Roomba, they were mapping your house. Oh, we did that story, I think it was like a year ago. They're, they're, they're mapping your house to, to kind of see, well, they can see what kind of furniture you have, how much space you have, do you have a rug, and that way they could market products and services to you which is super creepy, super creepy. I, I don't even have an Alexa. And like you can get, like depending on, on what station you listen to me on, you can get my show and you get podcasts and get everything from, from your Alexa or your dot or your, what is it, the Google whatever and the Apple, what have you. Uh, it's all so creepy. But yeah, they were using the, the Roomba to be able to map your house and then determine what was where and when, and then you know they could they could sell you things. So they think that if you buy if Amazon buys Roomba, iRobot, they won't let you sell other products on uh, Amazon Marketplace. Um, that's an interesting question. Does Amazon owe it to sell other products? If I have a website, and let's say I'm, I'm selling uh, cigars or cigar accessories, which it's coming soon, coming very, very soon. Uh, do I now have to sell other people's if I'm like a massive cigar retailer? I don't, I don't know if I have to do that. Is that, is that like Twitter not allowing back in the day certain people to speak? Well, I don't have to allow that. Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Would it be in... Yeah, I guess... Would, I was going to say, would it be in their best interest not to let the other people sell? Maybe. Is that enough of a reason to stop a deal? Ah. I don't want to think about this. 
Let's talk about the border that's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. Here we go. So Senator Lankford of Oklahoma is one of the people working on this uh, allegedly, allegedly, I went full letter, Kenny, uh, bipartisan deal on um, on on the border. The problem for Senator Lankford is that you would have to trust that the Democratic Party can be trusted on the border. Like when you see Joe Biden say, I'll shut down the border if a deal gives me the authority to do so. What the hell is wrong with you? You have the authority right now. This is, what what are we, in the upside down? This isn't a debate. You have the authority right now. Now, how could you say, how could you even begin to say to anybody, well, if, if Republicans just would sign my deal, I'd be able to finally help them. We don't notice how ridiculous that sounds. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Sounds pretty ridiculous. I'm done with that. It sounds pretty ridiculous indeed. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com if you would. Uh, by the way, save the date, April 18th, if you're in the Indianapolis area. Uh, my Cigar and Bourbon Show, Eat, Drink, Smoke. We will be live. Tickets will be for sale coming up in the next week or two. Some rare bourbons, some good cigars, some excellent food, uh, and uh, and jocularity will ensue. That's April 18th. Uh, save the date, and then you'll learn how to get your ticket. Uh, this is Senator Langford saying that clearly what is being discussed regarding a border bill is completely misunderstood, that this is all just internet rumor and nothing else. Taz and a bunch of other folks is they're still waiting to be able to read the bill on this. And this has been our great challenge of being able to fight through the final words to be able to get the bill text out so people can hear it. Right now, there's Internet rumors is all that people are running on. It would be absolutely absurd for me to agree to 5000 people a day. This bill focuses on getting us to zero illegal crossings a day. There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport individuals. It ends catch and release. It focuses on additional deportation flights out. It changes our asylum process so that people get a fast asylum screening at a higher standard and then get returned back to their home country. This is not about letting 5,000 people in a day. This is the most misunderstood section of this proposal. And let me tell you briefly what it is. Uh, In the last four months, we've had seven days. In four months, we've had seven days uh, that we had less than 5,000 people. This is set up for if you have a rush of people coming at the border, the border closes down, no one gets in. This is not this is not someone standing at the border with a little clicker saying, I'm going to let one more in. We're at 4,999, and then it has to stop. It is a shutdown of the border, and everyone actually gets turned around. Okay. That's- now, in order to believe that part true, you have to believe that Biden would actually have Border Patrol do it. Not that there's something within the legislation that says that. However... 
we don't quite yet know where this legislation is. We don't quite know what has happened. As we know the terms, Wall Street Journal with the reporting, Border Patrol agents would be required to remove migrants if encounters reached a daily average of 5,000 over a week or 8,500 in a single day. Homeland Security would then, I'm, I'm reading it right here, would then have the option to act at a daily average of over 4,000 a week. And the border couldn't reopen for migrants until the level was sharply below the trigger number over two weeks. You're going to get Democrats to go along with that? You're going to get the squad to go along with that? Right now, I have Representative Ocasio-Cortez saying it's wrong not to fund the, the UN, what is it, the, the RWA? You know, the group that aided Hamas in killing Israelis? Yeah, it's wrong not to fund them. You're, you're going to get these people to somehow be okay with shutting down the border? You're out of your head. You're out of your mind. And this is where I would uh, provide serious warning to uh, Senator Langford. You're talking about trusting a political party that cannot be trusted. This is why you have this. Oklahoma GOP condemns Langford for the bipartisan Senate talks. That's, that is something else. Here is, here is the statement uh, right here that the, the state committee of the Oklahoma Republican Party, the supreme authority of the Oklahoma GOP, condemned the actions of Senator James Lankford. The resolution calls on Senator Lankford, quote, to cease and desist jeopardizing the security and liberty of the people of Oklahoma and of these United States. Further, it states... Until Senator Lankford ceases from these actions, the Oklahoma Republican Party will cease all support for him. Now that's that's something else. That is really something else. I would only argue to the senator that the Democratic Party has not shown to be serious on the issue if they are still in some level of demand that border funding be connected with Ukraine funding. But let's even go just a, a different direction. A lot of people will, will hit uh, that, that direction. No, no, no. How about the idea that all of a sudden the border matters to the Biden administration? For three years, we, we, us, we have been having this conversation about what the hell are we doing? There is no control. There is no focus. Nothing. Why are we not doing more? Why are we not engaged in providing better security? Why are we pulling away some of the Trump policies? Why are we not more aggressive? They want to get rid of Title 42. Title 42's got to go away. That was if there's a health emergency, you can turn people around, and that's what we used regarding COVID. Then we let it sunset, and it went to Title 8, which is, I think, one of the original pieces of legislation going back to the 40s. And then all of a sudden, we saw that people were really being turned away, like like the border was, things had slowed down. Well, that's over. And now we're seeing record numbers month after month of people crossing over. Month after month after month, we are seeing record numbers. 
It's an election year, and now they care. It's an election year, and now they care. And they utilize arguments like this. So on the first day of his administration, the president took this very seriously. And when it came to immigration, when it came to uh, border security, he put forth a comprehensive piece of legislation. That was almost three years ago. If Congress, House Republicans didn't get in the way and they actually took action, we probably would be in a different place today. Now what we're seeing in Congress is in the Senate, Republicans and Democrats together are working towards a bipartisan deal, which is, by the way, what Americans want to see. Seventy-five percent of Americans want us to take action on immigration a broken system in immigration, really secure the border. You heard from the president this weekend. You saw his statement on Friday. He said, give him the new uh, enforcement authorities, right, new authorities, and he'll, he'll use it. He will use it to secure the border. That is lying. He doesn't need new authorities. He has authorities. It came with the title and the office. It came with the plane and the unlimited ice cream. You can shut down the border anytime you want. Go ahead. Go ahead. The idea that you need new authorities, this is nonsense. This is trash. This is a fraud. It's a fraud. And this idea that you're going to shut it all down now. Look how tough. If it gives him authority. No, he's not. And let's argue it differently. Let's say he took three days and he shut it down. Shut down the border. I'm only saddened that I won't see Representative Ocasio-Cortez go down to the border and cry about the kids in cages. But she only does that when Trump's in office. And second, if he shut it down for three days, isn't that just like opening up the strategic oil reserve as a way of trying to lower gas prices and lowering them by a nickel? And not for a week, but for like three days? This is about Joe Biden looking for quick fixes for political problems, not dealing with the reality. Over the weekend, in today, all you heard was the left saying, if the the political right, the Republicans are getting in the way of border security. Nonsense. The left never cared. They never cared. It did not matter. Remember, this is the same uh, Joe Biden who thinks that when he does something, it has serious impact. And this is part of... The problem uh, of Biden that the Democrats have and they they haven't really come around to dealing with. Joe Biden believes that he is special. Joe Biden believes, look at what a great job I've done with the economy. How come more people don't think I'm wonderful? Look at the great job I've done with this. Why don't people think I'm wonderful? He's really uh, kind of shocked and and, and bothered by this. I'm going to give you a a, a solid example. Um, Joe Biden on on Iran. Joe Biden told Iran, he told us, he told us he did it. He told Iran, don't. Three U.S. service members are dead, but he told Iran, don't. 
what does that matter? If you told them don't, what, like don't engage in attack, don't hurt anybody, don't kill anybody, they didn't listen, did they? But he thinks because he said it, that's enough, that he somehow carries the weight and the and the word and the voice of God. I mean, this, this was him. I've already delivered the message to man. They know I'm not to do anything. He's holding a freaking smoothie in his hand. And he's like, oh, yeah, the Iranians know not to do anything. Well, the Iranians didn't know. So why would I believe that anything he does at the border will have any strength and have any weight? Never mind me. Why would Senator Lankford believe it? Why would Senator Lankford believe this? That is, that is the part that boggles the mind. And so I want to see the, 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 the legislation before coming to a, 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 a final on this and it's interesting there are people who are commenting on this I, th- I thought this was 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 pretty interesting now I happen to like uh, Andrew McCarthy um I I I, I dig him but uh, this 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 was McCarthy the border deal is a bad deal regardless of Trump's opposition okay that's putting yourself out there. Yeah, there are a couple people saying that the Republicans aren't down for this because Trump controls the party and Trump believes this and Trump believes that. I'm sure there are a couple people who are uh, opposed because uh, it's Trump. My normal positioning would be to be opposed because the Democrats have tr- shown they can't be trusted. How much more of a failure could Alejandro Mayorkas be? Speaking of, there are impeachment articles now going against the uh, the Homeland Security Secretary. And, of course, Donna Brazile on ABC wants you to know, just a stunt. You seem to trust journalists more than I do. I trust certain... Nah, that was Bill Maher. That wasn't it. Here's Donna Brazile. And, and what is with the impeachment? It's obviously all about the border. That's not the way you're going to have a... Uh you know, get, get a deal here, and it's only going to shrink your majority next year, which is going to make a border deal much more difficult to get. Impeachment is a political stunt, so let me just come out and say it. We haven't had an impeachment of a cabinet secretary since the Civil War. I had to really go back and look that up. And so what is this about? They don't want to legislate. Martha, they, they have not passed, what, 25, 30 pieces of legislation. Barbara, you need to go back to Congress, maybe. Uh, and they're running out of post offices to name. They're running out of coins to men. But they will not sit down and craft a deal that can stop the crisis at the border. Donna Brazile is a liar, except she did call it a crisis at the border. And so, well, now this is happening because now they've decided they can engage this politically. It's, it's unseriousness. Is impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas for failing to do his job a stunt? Allow me to take it in a different direction. Sure. Yeah, it's a stunt. Totally, Donna. It's a stunt. Absolutely, positively, it's a stunt. 150% unquestionable, without a doubt, it's a stunt. God, I hope it's successful. 
Do you think I care or anybody should care whether you call it a stunt? Do you think all those families whose children and, and, and family members have died of fentanyl poison care? Do you think those people who live at the border who've had to deal with the crime and the rape and the Lord only knows what else? You think they actually care? You think they give a good holy damn whether you think it's a stunt? It's a stunt, Donna Brazil. You got it. Whatever it is you say. I hope it works. We're either going to have a safe border and have people who are serious about it or not. And I would like to have a safe border and people who are serious about it. And I'd like to get rid of the people who aren't. So, sure, stunt, whatever you say. I'm Tony Katz. think the ad subscription model is dead yet or the ad model the subscription model certainly has taken hold i'm curious how many things do people subscribe to right never mind netflix or hulu or anything else what about news services whether it's it's something like the wall street journal the washington times or whether it's uh something like daily wire or or you know myself what have you I, there comes a moment right But the ad still works. I think it's a question of how people to create the content see their financial model. Because there's got to come a moment where people stop subscribing. It just costs too damn much. I got to assume that's the case. Meanwhile, keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.